0: Hello, my little friends.
1: Biggest crowds anyone's ever had. Bigger than what we had four years ago. Bigger. Oh, and you have to watch. You have to watch what we do to 60 minutes. You'll get such a kick out.
0: You're gonna get a kick out of it. Leslie Stowe is not gonna be happy. (laughs) And the vast majority of the intelligence people have come out and said, there's no basis at all. Ron should be ashamed of (laughs) us. We would have either served the no-knock warrant or we would have done the normal thing we do, which is five to ten seconds not give people time to formulate a plan.
1: Winthrop has created a new job to try to help control the spread of the virus right now. So officials hired a new part-time temporary COVID inspector. That person may follow up on complaints about large parties. It's a lot of jet
0: fuel just to do a little flyover. That's your hard-earned money and your tax dollars at work. That stuff ain't happening with Kamala Biden took it. I'll tell you that right now, Good afternoon, welcome to another edition, a Wednesday edition of BB in the Middle on AM 680 WRKO Hump Day. We got a lot of stuff to get to. Joe Concha from the Hill going to join us in just a second. Among other things I want to talk to him about is that sound bite you got at the very end of that intro lightning. I, I'll i give you my thoughts on that in a second. We, we got to talk about that. Uh, big announcement in Boston today, all remote learning for schools. Uh, Who called this lightning? If only there was someone, if only there was a man of wisdom Mm. that shared that wisdom. Oh, I don't know anybody.
1: I can't think of anybody. There's no one around (laughs) me that's that wise.
0: That one has happened. Lightning has a bee in her bonnet like I've never seen (laughs) before. A couple of them, actually. Well, one is really like, wow, and it's political. Yeah, it's true. Uh, But there there is a municipality in Massachusetts that has done something that lightning cannot stand. And I will give you a hint. It's Winthrop. So we're going to get into yeah. that in just a while. There is a development in the Breonna Taylor case. I mean, I don't know if it's a development or not, but Officer Mattingly, one of the three guys involved, uh, the one that actually got shot in the leg, gave an interview to Good Morning America today. I thought it was fascinating. And he said something that I had, I just hadn't even considered, and I wonder if it makes you rethink what you know about that case, and what has come as a result of that case. So we're going to get into that in a little while. you got to be in a, your bonnet about something, Lightning. I have a be in my bonnet about something. And it involves Jeffrey Tubin. First of all, have you seen this kerfuffle that there is a n- new hashtag called Me Tubin? No, I didn't. I so did not. your reaction is what mine was, which is that is kind of funny, right? <laughs> it's kind of funny. Except that... After the initial haha, then you're like, well, that's also gross. Like, the idea that he's some sort of victim or he needs some sort of defense or that there's any sort of – let's put it this way. Rose McGowan has come out and said, please don't use that hashtag because it's gross and it's insulting to the Me Too movement. So that's a thing. Uh, But I got to be in a bonnet about that, and we're going to cover it. We're going to get into it because there's this new groundswell of – it seems like percolating support for the guy, which is mind-boggling to me. Mind-boggling. So anyway, we got a lot of stuff on the table today, and we're going to cover it all. But Joe Concha of the Hill joins us right now because I want to get into a couple of issues with it. First, let's start there, Joe. Is is Jeffrey Toobin going to be back on the air at CNN at some point?
1: If I were running CNN, then no, I would never put him back on. This was done on a work call, okay? And the fact that he says, well, I didn't know the camera was on. Does that really make a difference? That's weird. And the reason why I wouldn't put him back on is only because when you look at Jeffrey Tubin now, or six months from now, or six years from now, how do you not think of this first if you're a viewer? So given the optic, I would not put him back on the air. However... The people that you speak to inside CNN, and I used to go on the network a lot when it was, you know, a lot more normal back in, you know, 2015. <laughs> you know, I was on like three or four days a week, uh, mainly with Aaron Burnett. But uh, the point being that if you talk to some folks there. Uh, they think he'll be back because he has all the right allies. He has uh, Jeff Zucker to start. All right. Uh, they've known each other for a long time. He's been there since 2002, so he's built up a lot of relationships, particularly with the big anchors, whether that be Lemon or Cooper. Uh, and then you even see, you know, the, the media uh, correspondent over there who said that Jeffrey Tubin is sidelined. Yeah, he was sidelined, the poor guy, at a time right before the presidential election. Uh, doesn't mention the fact of what, what uh, activity he was engaging in. So to answer your question, the very long-winded way i wouldn't put him back on but he's gonna probably be back because hey if brian williams can get a prime time show and joy Reid can get a prime time show then why not jeffrey Tubin back on the air yay
0: but the not so existential existential question of the day is like are we still in the me too era or is that era over because if we're in it there's no way he's back on the air right
1: well, the problem is we're not in the Me Too era anymore, B.B. We're in the Me Too bin area. <laughs> oh, you get how I added the B-I-N at the end? I know.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> aside from this offense, which I don't think people have really broken, there was someone on that call that that Tubin was apparently aroused by and just decided he yeah. was going to do the thing. Like, how is that Number one, not a problem. Number two, I think we all saw the stories yesterday of Tubin's quote-unquote sexual history and some of the problems that are in that. I mean, you combine the two. How could CNN say, yeah, no, we want to stick with this guy?
1: Because you see op-eds like uh, the Toronto Sun. Have you seen this today? It is hysterical. The Toronto Star, excuse me. Jeffrey Tubin didn't cover himself in glory or, regrettably, anything else Who, in that fateful Zoom call. But CNN and his country need him. This is an op-ed who actually saw the light of day. And by the way, regrettably not covering anything else? I'm pretty sure I don't regret that. Uh, so you actually have people kind of defending him here, like, well, at BuzzFeed also yesterday, right? They said, well, ha- haven't we all done what Jeffrey Tubin's done? No, I am certain that on a work call I've never done that. Uh, so you actually have enough people. To, let's put it this way. Let's put the shoe in the other foot. Let's say this was um, Jonathan Turley, all right, who I think is an excellent legal analyst, and he did this. Uh, you know, He's a Fox News contributor. You think the reaction would be the same? Colbert, Kimmel, all those phonies on late night would have done 8,000 jokes on this. Last night, I didn't see anything, did you? Uh, nothing. Wow. It's amazing. You don't and touch, also, Do not touch CNN. Do not touch AOC. Do not touch any initials whatsoever except for ACB.
0: But are we pretending that, like, legal analyst is such a hard position to fill? Don't we have a, like... Uh, Aren't we deluge with lawyers every single day in this country? Like, they can't find somebody to provide what Jeffrey Toobin's providing, which is often either misinformation or bad takes on what's going on.
1: That's the thing, right? He's he's biased. He's insufferable in terms of his condescension, and he's been accused of some pretty screwed up stuff in the past, right? I mean, following a woman to her uh, hotel room after hitting on her at a party, you know, leaving all these lewd messages uh, in terms of voicemail, and of course, what nobody likes to talk about, but unfortunately, he only dated uh, his best friend's daughter. Okay, knocked her up, and then paid for the abortion. I mean, that's why he's so on the air so much, talking about how, how pro life or uh, pro choice he is, because. Boy, he benefited from us. This is a bad person. This isn't even one guy who made a, you know, a bad mistake and shucks. I guess we all could have done a type of thing. I mean, I, I don't see what the value is that you have to put your entire network reputation, which is already crap already, on the line to to save him and put him back on the air because well, it's just a one-time thing. Please, how do you look at him and not think of this, VB?
0: I'm with you. I don't think there's any way. I tweeted it last night. There is no way he goes back on. I just refuse to believe that. Speaking mm-hmm. of, I mean, you cover the media, and you you do a great job with this stuff, and you look at things in different ways, which is why I love it. I Let's talk about the Joe Buck-Troy Aikman thing for a second, because my first mm-hmm. reaction to that story was, after the Saint Louis, uh, After the uh, Cincinnati Reds broadcaster l- ruined his career by saying something on an open mic, which was derogatory and offensive and all that sort of stuff, whether you think he should be yeah. fired or not, you know, we can debate. But he got caught on an open mic. Didn't every announcer in the world just say, let me tell you something, While I'm doing a game, I am just speaking to what is going on the field and nothing else. And yet there's Joe Buck, arguably the most famous broadcaster in the country, getting caught on a live mic.
1: You're right on Buck, right? I mean, he does the World Series. He does the Super Bowl. He, he does the U.S. Open now that they have that. I mean, do, what what sporting event doesn't he do? No, he doesn't even hold a candle with Jack Buck. Just saying. I, I really like Jack Buck. No one holds a candle with Jack Buck. <laughs> I'm right? a fan of his I don't well. believe what I just saw. You know, that, I mean, the Gibson home run. Everybody talks about the Scully clone. I loved him. But uh, Jack is the, 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 the pre the best. Anyway, uh, the question around this, it's a hot mic, right? And And I hate when these sort of things kind of come to light. They didn't know they were on the air. They say it on the air, then, okay, you have a different argument. But, you, hey, I guess this teaches us there's always a microphone on, right? I mean, always, no matter what. Always assume it's a hot mic. Uh, a couple things. The flyovers apparently are going to happen whether there's stadiums filled or not. I got a nice little education on Twitter on that last night when I just kind of threw out the question. Uh, so this is part of all military exercises. So it doesn't matter if there's 10,000 people in the stands or 80,000, they're going to do them. Um, Aikman and Buck. It was weird that they were lamenting the waste of jet fuel since they both fly private. You know, again, practice what you preach. You know, Bernie Sanders, uh, is this is an existential threat. What is happening to this climate? Now, excuse me, as I go fly private to my next campaign stop. You know, it, it's stupid, right? That was the worst Bernie Sanders, by the way, in the world. That was like Larry <laughs> it David. It was. It wasn't. A I
0: wasn't going to comment on that, Joe. But that was lightning. Mark that down for things you learned this week. Joe no. Concha does not do impressions.
1: <laughs> no, I don't. I don't.
0: Your Jack Buck was better than your Bernie Sanders. Let's put it that way.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you. I did the best Cosell, actually, right? Z-B in the middle. All right. Um, I don't know what we were talking about. Oh, Buck and the Aikman. So since it's a hot mic, I mean, should we really, you know, roast him over the coals over this? And by the way, when he said uh, this is not going to happen under Kamala and Biden if they get in, people took that as an endorsement. I took it the opposite way. Like, yeah, these sort of things, the patriotic stuff is going to go away. So... I don't know. I her. think we are overanalyzing like
0: it an extent. I took it to be sort of a—I don't want to say it's a slam, but it's like a—they were dismissively like these sort of stunty things don't need to be happening. But Troy and Joe make money off the NFL, and what the NFL does to get that money is they do phenomenal, phenomenal promotional things. This would be one of them. So to me, it sort of seemed like a biting a hand that fed it kind of thing.
1: Yeah, you're probably right about that. I don't know. Look, if Joe Buck and Troy Aikman were involved in all these other controversies in the past and said stupid things, right? Then I'd say, all right, you know, come on, guys, get 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 it under control. But I've never heard one bad thing about Troy Aikman. So I agree. I love it. I'm, I'm going to leave it, it there. I'm a big Let fan you, of his, but I think Nance Romo is your best team, right?
0: Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I like Romo. Uh, who doesn't like Romo? But
1: last thing <laughs> on TV
0: last thing on tv joe and then i'll let you go and i appreciate you carving out a little bit of time for us um i know that we have to go to war on everything at all times am i wrong to say you know what i'm going to sit out the trump leslie stall thing because i just i got too much i can't do this one too
1: it's every day it's something right i mean i i I found it interesting she was you know in the white house not wearing a mask with like people right next to her wearing masks That, that was kind of an interesting photo that the president put out um yeah, I, I mean, to do but it's a little minutes, ironic
0: that Trump's calling someone out for not wearing a mask. Right. Like, that, that is very ironic.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Uh, all that said, I guess they'll put out the audio. Look, I'm sure Leslie Stahl was very aggressive with him in terms of covid response. All, all the things that are, are Trump's weak spots. Right. And we're going to get a little preview of that tomorrow night with that debate, which is so ridiculous, by the way, if, if, if I may. Um the top seven topics that are out there in terms of voters, what they care about most, according to Pew, it goes something like economy and, and health care and gun policy and law enforcement and COVID. And then you look at all those topics, and out of all of them, only one of the ones I listed is going to be a topic. And all the other ones are like you know leadership or race in America or climate change, again, because we didn't talk about that in the first debate. Oh, that's right. We did. So, uh, yeah, I, I would imagine that Trump just got fed up with the interview and he, and he walked out. But now that's the story, right? So – and Biden doesn't even have to do a 60-minute interview, never did one uh, leading up into this. But I think he's going to be on on Sunday night, right, with, with Kamala. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, it, that's amazing about Kamala Harris, by the way. Uh, she has now – she was chosen months ago as Biden's running mate, and she's yet to do one press conference or even a gaggle with reporters. And she's going to get away with it. It's, it's remarkable. She can very easily be president of the United States without ever doing her a tough interview. Good for her. Every
0: time I talk to you Joe I think you know being a media guy right now is a pretty good gig cuz they give you something every day but this is ridiculous how fast and furious stuff's coming
1: and and, and like a, is, not
0: 24 hour period like 12 hour period
1: it's it's every hour it's every hour right yeah. there there's something breaking you forget like what the big story was even yesterday uh all of that said uh this all ends if Biden wins i mean I, the I, ratings you
0: go back to really for, you got to work Joe if this if Biden gets in <laughs>
1: Oh, no, it'll be, it'll be a boring, homogenized presidency, right? Uh, and, and the thing is, though, like, the CNNs and MSNBCs, the world, they're finished. I'm sorry, I'm not saying they're going out of business, but they will see drops of, like, 150%, yeah. 200% drop in ratings because when you center on one person, you, you turn them into J.R. Ewing, and then J.R. Ewing's off Dallas. Ain't no more Dallas. Ain't no more show. And I can't see them pivoting back to being what they used to be because, you know, that, that's what their audience expected. I guess they'll still talk about Trump. though somehow. They'll still find a way. Two, three years in to talk about Trump, even though he's left the stage. I can guarantee you that.
0: Rest assured. Joe, great as always chatting. Uh, enjoy the debate tomorrow, and maybe we'll touch base, find so out what you thought.
1: Absolutely. Let's do it. Thanks, VB. I really appreciate it.
0: Joe Concha of the Hill. If you're not following him on Twitter, at Joe TV, do yourself a favor. Do so. He's great. All right, quick break. we got to come back. We're going to get a little bit more into the Aikman-Buck thing and find out what you think about it. 617-266-6868. It's VB. You're in the middle today on WRKL.
1: VB in the middle. WRKL.